Welcome back to this week's episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you're finding yourself in a difficult season or need help and someone to pray with you, please reach out. We're here for you. We have a 24-7 helpline. Just call 888-520-0620. Someone is ready to pray for you and provide you with assistance and resources. We've got some fresh fire for you this week with our guest and our very good friend, Jamal Alexander. He graduated from Teen Challenge decades ago and is the pastor of the First Inner City Assembly of God Church in Los Angeles. If you haven't already, make sure not to miss a single episode by subscribing for free and stay in tune with what God's doing here at Teen Challenge of Southern California. Now, get ready to be blessed by this message from Pastor Jamal Alexander. You cannot believe what Mike says. He gets paid to pump people up and none of what he said is true. I believe none of what he said. Except one thing, I am a Teen Challenge graduate. Sometime it's been so many decades, I don't want to tell people, but I'm punching at 35 years now. And other than my salvation, my most proudest moment was my introduction to Christ in Teen Challenge. And so I'm never hesitant to let folks know. Let me say, and I'm, I'm with you and my family, so, and I've got to make sure I stay on time, so let me turn on my timer. You're my family, and believe it or not, anywhere I go around the country and I find a Teen Challenge place, I'm welcomed. So are you. We are family that we stay together forever. But I want you to know that I'm going to, these moments I have with you, I'm going to talk to you from the scriptures as a family member talking to another family member. So I don't want you to think that I don't know what the family members feel and think and experience. Because whatever seat that you're in today, I have sat in that seat. Whether you're an induction student, whether you're a long-time training student, whether you're a TCMI student, whether you work at a center as an intern, whether you work as a center as a staff, the only place I haven't enrolled and seat I haven't sat in is the executive director seat. But I've been an interim director, Brother Brown, you didn't know that, at Orange County. Yeah. So I've sat in all those seats, so when I talk to you this morning, it's not from somebody that doesn't know how you feel and what you go through. It's from somebody that's been through it and felt a whole bunch of stuff that you probably feel and maybe stuff you didn't feel, because I felt all kind of things. (laughs) Turn with me this morning to Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18. Let me say thank you to a fantastic human being and a leader, your executive director, Reverend Ron Brown. You know, when when, uh, any of you that have been around a while, you remember Dennis, when Dennis introduced me to Brother Brown, 
But Dennis told me that he was a special person. And uh, when I met him, I realized how special of a person he really is. And then he sat down when they decided to bring him before the executive presbytery to get the ratification on him becoming executive director replacing Dennis. He and I spoke and he said, Brother Jamal, he says, I know where God wants me to take Team Challenge of Southern California. And he says, I just want you to be with me, but I hope you can embrace what I'm saying. And everything, somebody I just saw that I hadn't seen in a while, and it caused me to pause for a moment. How you doing? You doing good? Amen. Amen. Let me get a hook before we leave, all right? Amen. Now, you want a lover of Teen Challenge, this family right here. A lover of the kingdom of God, this family right here. Amen. You, got, you caught me off guard. I didn't see you. I very rarely get startled or surprised, but that was a pleasant surprise to see you, Don. I appreciate that. But anyway, back to Brother Brown. He's done a fantastic job and he's done everything that he said and he's taken Teen Challenge, not that Teen Challenge wasn't already good, he's taken it to a better place. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I've been given this assignment this morning, this text this morning, and I've got a short period of time and I'm a long-winded preacher, so I have to condense it, but I'm still gonna try to make sure that you can understand what I'm saying. Somebody say amen. amen. Ephesians 6, verse 18, is a very small verse, but a powerful verse. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Merciful and gracious God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for receiving our time this morning. Thank you for waking each of us up today and starting us on our way. Thank you for allowing us to worship you. And on top of that, you accepted our worship. Now I pray that you will allow us these moments to glean from your word and that your word will have an impact and an imprint upon our lives. Bless it right now in Jesus' name, amen. Now I have a title for this and, and, and my title for this is, I don't care. Now, I know already you're trying to figure it out, but you've got to wait till you can figure it out, okay? But, but I've, been, I've titled this for me, I don't care. And it was that I don't care attitude that made me get saved. It was that I don't care attitude that has kept me saved. It was that oh, I don't care attitude that allows me to uh, attempt anything God tells me to attempt because I don't care. I don't care what enemy comes against me. I don't care what challenge I have to face. I don't care what obstacle may be in front of me. Can I just be transparent? And, and Director Brown, when I was doing my first graduate work, I, I, I was traveling around the country and I messed up on a class. And when I went back to re-register, they told me, well, Brother Alexander, I don't think you'll be able to make it. You've got to do all this. And I said, well, I don't care what you think. What is it going to take for me to do it? He said, well, every class you've got left, you can't get anything less than an A. I said, and what else? 
I don't care. And I walked across the stage and they had to hand me that diploma because I don't care. All of you today has got to, got to create an attitude inside of you. And let me say, not in your mind thinking, even though that's a part of it, it has to be in the regions of who you are, that I don't care. I'm here to change my life. I don't care what it takes. I'm here, I'm here to get, I'm here to complete, complete the rest of my life. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I've got to, to sleep in a room with folks I wouldn't have never slept with before. I don't care if I've got to listen to somebody telling me something that I would have never listened to before because my focus is on me walking out saved and the rest of my life being free. So I don't care. Call me any name you want. I don't care. So I already gave you a glimpse on where I'm going with that one, but that's what all of you in this room need to have that mindset. So the text itself is powerful, but this text of verse 18 follows a section of text that the Apostle Paul was writing and he was providing the readers instructions on how to be successful when the devil comes with all of the variety of his schemes, strategies, and attacks. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's going to come. The schemes, the strategies, and the attacks are going to come. They're going to come when you walk out the doors and walk back into your communities. They're going to come when you're living back in your house. They're going to come when you're sitting back in the pews at a church. So what do we learn? We learn from verse 10 that we must be strong in the Lord and strong in his power. So we can be strong in the Lord, but we also must add strength from his power. If you or I attempt to live our lives as believers through our own methods, some of us have learned methods already, how to say amen at the right time, how to riff your hand at the right time, how to do the right dance at the right moment, how to say praise the Lord at the right moment. That's our methods and our skills, then we're destined to be defeated. So we must be strong in God's power, not our own power. That's why I can walk in any room and not be concerned or afraid because I'm not walking in the power of Jamal because it's, it's nothing. But I walk in with the power of God. Then I'm not concerned, I'm not worried. Verses 11 through 17 help provide a further blueprint that we should apply in our lives if we want to be successful when we face the challenges of the devil. The primary focus of this, though, is the knowledge that we must learn to fight powerful spiritual enemies. Yeah, you're going to engage yourself because you're sitting beside a human being, and you might not even like the human being you're sitting beside. They may have even done something bad to you this morning that you were offended about. But that's not who our real fight is against. It tells us in text verses 11 through 17 that our real fight is against spiritual enemies. Our real threat is spiritual beings and the spiritual world. Your real threat isn't me. Your real threat isn't your director. Your real threat isn't your pastor. Your real threat isn't your Christian brother or sister. Your real threat 
is the spiritual beings who exist in the spiritual realm that orchestrate and create puppets all around. Once you get that settled in who you are, then you stop being so offended by a human being. You stop being intimidated or threatened by a human being and realize that there are more powers than the human power and we must engage the spiritual powers. So we learn that we must resist these forces though, even when we feel worn even when we feel torn, even when we've been bruised, even when we've been broken. Amen. You know, during COVID, forget all the other, the, I mean, I've buried so many people in COVID, it's unbelievable. But the ones that impacted me was five in a row. And it started with my daughter, then went to my sister-in-law then went to my father-in-law, then went to my cousin, and then went to my uncle every week, one to the other. It was a pressure, but it says that we must resist these forces even when we're worn, even when we're torn, even when we're bruised, even when we are broken. The enemy could, and I know wanted to, but didn't have a chance to try to cause me to get discouraged, to get angry, to get unfocused. None of it worked and it will never work. Because the word tells us in those same verses that's something you and I must grab a hold of and never let go, stand firm. No matter how you're getting pulled, stand firm. No matter how you're getting hit, stand firm. No matter how uncomfortable you are, stand firm. It's echoed throughout the text. Go back and read it when you get a chance. All through it, it says, stand firm. You're facing this, stand firm. And that's what we must do. But our text today in verse 18 provides us with insight into how we can stand firm, how we can become victorious in the process that we call living, and especially living as a believer. And here's the other one, that don't be so naive that you don't accept this as a reality. We live in a world that does not want us to succeed. We live in a world that wants us to fail. I'm not talking about the folk. I'm talking about those spiritual forces again. They do not want you to succeed. They want you and I to fail. So those forces are constructing various things that will cause us to fail if we don't stand firm. Systems in society that will cause us to fail. Philosophies in society that can cause us to fail. Opportunities in society that can cause us to fail if we're not firm and rooted firmly in who we are and who God is. Are y'all with me? Yes. I'm used to somebody at least saying amen and, and, and if I'm not doing good, say help him Lord. That's my faith tradition. My faith tradition will help you. The mothers of the church will say, help him, Lord, help him. 
<laughs> so this text tells us to do something that is really oftentimes misunderstood, misinterpreted, and it tells us that we are to pray at all times. This means that we are to remain in constant contact with God without interruption. See, I'm talking to you right now, but I'm in contact with God. If God wants to tell me something right now, he'll interrupt me talking to you and tell me what he wants me to know. That doesn't mean I'm disconnected from involving with you, but I've never got disconnected with God. See, that's praying at all times. You're connected with God because prayer gives the ability and we have the ability within prayer to release our frustrations, to release our fears, to release oppressions that are in us. We can now release those as we communicate with God. Now, don't walk out ever thinking that you won't face fears, you won't face frustrations, and you won't face oppressions. But know how you can let that go. Oh, it's all right to talk to somebody else, but I'm telling you, talk to the one who can relieve you of the pain. Talk to the one who can lift the oppression. Talk to the one who can stop the frustration. That's why you stay in communication with God. You know, I mean, I was a horrible racist when I got saved. But it was because that communication with God that I became a non-racist. And I don't have time to tell you the exact moment that I remember when I found out that I was no longer a racist, but I know the exact moment. But it was because I was able to release it before God. That's what prayer allows us to do it. In my faith tradition, so that you can really get an understanding of what it talks about when it says, pray without ceasing, we've got a song that says, I woke up this morning with my mind and it was stayed on Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Your mind stays connected on Jesus. When you're sleeping, your mind's on Jesus. Yes, you'll dream and you'll think of some other things, but your mind will be connected to Jesus. And when you get up in the morning, yes, you'll go to work, you'll go to school, you'll do whatever you gotta do, but your mind is still stayed on Jesus. Second point I want us to talk to this morning is that we're guided to keep something in view in that text. The text tells us to be alert. Oftentimes, we drop our guards. We don't remain alert. alert. But it tells us to be alert with all perseverance and on behalf of all the believers. So even your alertness can benefit me. My alertness will benefit you. This means that God expects you and I, each of us, to seek the best for each other. Oh, y'all got too quiet on that one. You've got to seek the best for the other. And then the best comes to you. But if you only seek your best, you're going to lose it. It's going to flee out of your hand. A wind is going to come and blow it away. This means that God expects us to seek the best for each other, covering each other with prayer. Even when we are going through trials, challenges, confusing times, and moments of wanting to give up quietly, 
we must always continue to pray. Sometimes another song comes into mind and, and, and we find these frustrating moments. Again, y'all kind of seeing how dated I am in certain community, but anyway, there was an old song that came up and it says, sometimes it makes me wanna throw up my hands in the air like I just don't care. <laughs> but we don't because we're firm. We stay in contact with God. So we don't throw our hands in the air like we just don't care. Because we do care. And if our hands go in the air, it's to praise the Lord or to pray to the Lord. So we pray and in prayer we find comfort, we find peace, and we find power. You're not going to get power unless you're in communication with God. You can get information from the word. You can get some emotional excitement from dancing with the worship, but your power comes from God. And that's what you'll find in your prayer moment. You'll get power when you thought you were weak and couldn't make it as you cry out to God. And, and let me stop and say this. Look, you can confess all you want to all the friends you want, but you better confess to God. Because God is the one that's going to be able to enable you and empower you to be successful once you get up off your knees. Amen? God will never leave you. Your friends might walk away from you. God has your best interests. Your friends may have their best interests. God is all powerful. Your friends, if any, is minimal powerful. So when you talk, talk to God. Call on God. Find your source of strength and power from God. Third point I want to talk to you this morning is that I did intentionally save the best that I think is for last. I got five minutes. The best is for last. And I think the best is the most important. And the best is the most uh, potent connection for us to be able to last uh, as believers. We're told that this is all possible. This is all enabled. This is all provided. And that we can find all the success we need by this being that I'm getting ready to say, the Holy Spirit. The text tells us that we must pray in the Spirit. Now, I'm a Pentecostal. I speak in tongues like Paul said more than, more than most folks do. But when I'm talking about this power of prayer, I'm talking about this deutimus of God that enables us when we don't know what to pray to pray, but enables us to have this connection with the power source. If I unplug that mic, nothing comes out. But if I plug it back into that box, which is that power source, something then amplified and comes out. We need that power that can only come from God so that it's amplified in our lives and comes out as we live. Are you with me? You're going to try to fight those fights, but you got to have the divine power. It says, in the Lord and his power. Are you following me? The Holy Spirit is that dynamic power, and it's introduced to all believers. And if you look at it, it's introduced in the upper room. Go back to the book of Acts and read it, and you'll see all what he talked about. The Holy Spirit was what Jesus said would empower those 120 in the upper room, and it would equip them and all the rest of the saints to not only go into Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, but all the way to any parts of the world. 
That is the power that you and I must have. For you and I, nothing can be accomplished with any longevity. Nothing can be accomplished with any longevity. Nothing can be accomplished with any longevity without the power of the Holy Spirit. Regular success can be realized without the inclusion of the Holy Spirit, but if you want your life to be lived as a successful, victorious, overpowering, overwhelming believer, then you got to have the Holy Ghost power every day and every ounce of your life. So communication itself with God is by the Holy Spirit. The, Holy, the Bible tells us that the Spirit gives us the conversation with God. God then communicates with us through the Holy Spirit. Internal knowledge and self-knowledge is all granted to us by the Holy Ghost. You know who you are by the Holy Spirit. You know who God is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to persevere. When you think you can't go any further, it's the power of God through the Holy Spirit in you that gives you the power to go further. Quit trying to do it yourself. Rely on the internal power. The power and confidence that comes to you and I with the Holy Spirit is when we embrace these words. I can do all things by him who gives me the strength. Who is the him? The him is the Holy Spirit. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Who is in me? The Holy Spirit. No weapons are formed, are formed against me shall prosper. I don't care what they throw at me. I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be victorious no matter what is tossed at me, no matter what the enemy throws at me. So that's why I can tell you this morning, I don't care. This is the mindset, though, that a committed, any committed believers in here today? I see a few hands. I hear a few voices. Some of the rest of y'all will get it through osmosis on your way back later. But this is the mindset that a committed believer must have. I don't care. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't care. Now say it like you really mean it, though. Amen. See, whatever attack comes at you, I don't care. Whatever hill that's placed in front of me, I don't care. I'll push through it. I'll push over it. Whoever gets in my way, I don't care. I'll let you go. I'll cut you off. Amen. 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 Yeah, y'all, I knew y'all, I told you, I know my audience. Because I asked my cousin, Raul, I said, man, how am I going to make it through this program? You know me. He said, well, don't worry about your friends. Just worry about having a friend when you walk out. And his name needs to be Jesus. So if I've got to cut you loose, I'll cut you loose. If I've got to cut you off and let you go, I'll let you go. Hi, Sarah Nairob. See you later. But my time in Teen Challenge might cause me pain. Your time might cause you pain. Your time might cause you discomfort. Your time might even cause you loss. But you got to have the mindset that says, I don't care. I came, from, I came here to get freedom. I came here to get freedom. 
and I found out that who the sun sets free is free indeed. So whatever it takes, I want freedom. So I don't care. People may say that you can't do something. I don't care because yes, I can. Yes, I can. Life, I told folks I'd never come back to Teen Challenge because I was going to stay free and set free once and only once. And everybody told me that can't be. I said, well, the Bible says so. And I ain't never came back. Now, any of y'all, any of y'all that came back, don't get mad. Just get free. I can persevere. I can fight the fight. I can overcome all obstacles. Why? Because I don't care. Life may become uncomfortable, but I don't care. Call me weak if you want. I don't care. Call me broke. I don't care. I'm saved. I'm set free. I'm Holy Ghost filled, and I don't care. Though none go with me, still I will follow. I don't care. I really don't care. I really don't care. How about you? How about you? Do you? I don't care today. Let me conclude this very quickly. I didn't went about four minutes past where I should have been. I want to include this. I want. <laughs> hey, let, let me save y'all some pain now. <laughs> Don't say it to the director. <laughs> I want you to go clean up. I don't care. <laughs> I want you to go to church. I don't care. <laughs> no, don't, say, don't do that. Don't forget Director Brown sitting over here now. <laughs> but I just want, I want, I want to stop. I want to stop and be obedient. But I, I, I do want to, I want to end with this. And it's a good friend of mine. He's dead now. But he had, he had these little quotes that he would say. And, and it was based off of Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And I hope you'll grab a hold of this. This is my command to you to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid, nor become discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And here's what he had. He called it a disciple with a serious attitude. And he had the NQ, which meant never quit. Never quit. If you're serious, never quit, no matter how hard it gets. He had the J-P-T-I, just push through it. Just push through it, whatever the challenge is that you're facing. He had the E-I-O, which stands for easy is overrated. Easy is overrated. You got to work at it. W-I-T, do whatever it takes. F-A-W-F, find a way forward. Find a way forward in your life. J-G-S, just get started. If it's hard this morning, just get started. If it gets hard tomorrow, just get started. J-S-F, but just stay focused. Stay focused on your prize. Your prize is to be free indeed and be a free believer for the rest of your life. F-U-P, faithful under pressure. Stay faithful no matter what the pressure may be to you. KMF, keep on moving forward. Don't stop, don't get sidetracked, don't get distracted. RWYP, rest when you're finished. 
Rest when you're finished. Y'all got quiet on that one. Rest when you reach eternity. Does that help you understand it? You don't have time to rest now. BR, be relentless. I-J-A-H-D, it's just a hard day. You're going to face those. You're going to face just a hard day. Don't let it turn your life upside down and paralyze you. And then J-K-G, just keep going. Just keep going. So if you get to that moment where you feel like you want to throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm going to make an assumption. No, I'm not. If God has spoken to you this morning through this word and you have decided I'm going to do what you tell me, God, raise your hand. Amen. Put your hands down. If you were wrestling this morning or last night or the last few days, that you were really at a place to where you had to make a decision because you were ready to give up. But God spoke to you this morning. Raise your hand. Amen. See, I, we family, so we can talk to each other. Then I am excited and I'm happy that God's word did not return to him void. That it's returned to him accomplishing what he had determined. Because as you shared, there are some of you this morning that were just tired, worn out, beat down. You were ready to quit, ready to give it up. Couldn't see any, any road down. Couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Couldn't see any value continuing the race. But something God said to you while you were listening to these words from a babbler touched your heart. And hopefully you have changed your mind and your heart has been changed. Let me pray with you. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Gracious and merciful God, thank you for knowing us, your creation. But thank you for loving us, your creation. That while we still make mistakes, you still love us. And you send us what's ever necessary for us to recover. And when we find our moments of weakness, you send us what is needed to strengthen us. When we needed to be lifted and motivated, you send what's necessary to lift us and motivate us. When we need your comfort, you send us what's going to comfort us. I thank you this morning, oh God, for what you have done for everyone in this room, including myself. And I pray that your spirit which is our power, which is our connection to you, shall rise in our lives and we shall surrender our lives to the leading and the empowering of your Holy Spirit. Now I pray that you will pour your presence of peace upon every person in this room right now. You'll pour it on us right now in the name of Jesus. Touch us right now in the name of Jesus. Comfort us right now in the name of Jesus. 
And may we be confident from this moment forward that whom the Son has set free is truly free indeed. Amen. Somebody say, I don't care. Thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you have been encouraged and blessed by this message. Make sure not to miss any future episodes by subscribing to this podcast right now. Thanks and God bless.